Welcome to another episode of Bush and Ritchie's Daily Takeaway. And whilst we're on the subject of takeaway, I'd like to ask a takeaway and food-based question before you get the audio takeaway that is this podcast. Ooh, I'm hungry even thinking about what the question's going to be. Over the weekend, I had a Chinese takeaway and one of my regular favourites... is Omelette. To, is to, no, it's not. <laughs> it's to go for the crispy aromatic duck. I absolutely love the crispy aromatic shredded duck. I am... I'm, I, I don't want to start a, a fight here, but I am... I'm surprised at you for that. Are you now? Why? Because it's like a, you're having a side. Your main meal is a, is a side. <laughs> not when you order a whole duck for yourself <laughs> and you're not expecting anyone else to have any of your pa- uh, pancakes. But is, that, is that exhausting though because you're constantly just making your own little pancakes? Do you not want a, a mix of textures or something? Do you know what I mean? I'm fine because everybody else is going back up to the table and getting other little bits out of the Tupperwares, aren't they? Like, I'm fine. I'm just rolling pancakes. <laughs> you just got your chicken on your knee. <laughs> yeah. But here's my question, right? Why do, Is there anybody who really wants those little bits of spring onion and cut up bits of uh, cucumber and lettuce that they always put with your crispy aromatic duck pancakes. I love the plum sauce. Yeah, I yeah. love the shredded duck. Yeah. I love the kind of tracing paper pancakes they do. I don't care for the celery. What's that all about? It's that. It's a really good point. It's that, and sometimes you get like a little plastic zigzag cut out bit of like green stuff as well. <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing. Whenever we get a takeaway curry, they'll always put in a little Tupperware container with like a terrible salad. Yeah. <laughs> really pony. Salad. <laughs> Who's eating that? It's as if they've gone to the supermarket and gone, What bags didn't you sell today? We'll have that for our takeaways. If you're one of those, fair enough though, you're listening to this and you're outraged, you're thinking, I have that, please get in touch with the show, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Mark your email, celery. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Turn it in with the storms now. <laughs> yeah. One, one, fine. One storm, fine. Three, come on, mate. It's the mix of it, isn't it? Just turn it in. Uh, because of that, over the weekend, had to concentrate on indoor activities. Uh, I went uh, to the bowling alley for the first time in, in probably at least six or seven years. I've wow. come away with ten-pin thigh. I'm in agony. Ten-pin thigh. Now, you did. we did go for a coffee before the show, and you were stumbling around in front of me. I was thinking to myself... <laughs> I, I, at first, I was like, oh, has he been drinking? I think he's been drinking. <laughs> I'm walking considerably slower than my normal pace uh, today. Let me explain why. Haven't been bowling for ages, uh, I'd like to consider... I'm, I'm going to sound a little bit um, uh, confident about this. I'd like to consider myself quite a good 10-pin bowler. Right. But just lapsed. So when I went on uh, Saturday afternoon, took the kids, uh, I always chuck myself right into it. So I've got quite a flamboyant action, so we say. Uh-huh. So, you know, the, the hand's right up, going in, right down on the knee. Bit of a kingpin thing going really on. Really going for it. Do you do the old... I, I love the old... Uh, the, the peacocking that is the, the flail and the flare of the heel that turns that sticks out in the air like a like a weather signal kind of thing. Yeah? As I really get into it, yeah, everything sort of goes sort of quite on a sort of angle, quite balletic. Love that. Almost towards the end. But I'd paid for two games, so it's a good hour and a half of bowling. By the end of it, without any warm-ups and, you know, at the, the creaking age of 44 now, but get, I, I realised it was stiffening it up. Sunday morning when I woke up, and then even more so today, I can barely move. I'm having to walk downstairs backwards because it's easier than walking downstairs forwards. So which which bit of you hurts the most then? What is the main pain? Well, the thigh. It's ten-pin thigh. Ten-pin thigh, I suppose, yeah. So it's, the clue's in the name. It's, it's, it's the front of the thigh, Doctor. And, uh, well, yeah, the back, the whole thing. It's the thigh, ten-pin <laughs> thigh. So we've got a very specific... It's a very specific condition. You, know, you get tennis elbow, this is ten-pin thigh. You do get those things in life. I mean, I've had... Uh, it's been a long time since I've done it, but, like, strimmer, you get strimmer 
strimmer-arm. Of course you get... You get vibrating hands. You do, yeah, definitely, because you're you're holding that strimmer. I've had strimmer-arm before. I sympathise with that. Other ones, uh, cheesy puff finger. Cheese if you, puff thing, if yeah. you have cheese puffs, what's it skips wherever you get yellow fingers at the end? Well, that's more of a that's more of a taint, isn't it? That that could be still a condition. Pin, ten pin thigh, mate. I'm suffering with this. You can you can solve your uh, your, your what's it fingers just by using the tap. That is a good point. The other one I was going to suggest is tuna hand, which is the unsettling prolonged fish smell you get if you've just drained <laughs> some tuna. But you're right. You could probably just wash my hands. <laughs> if you are suffering with a very specific condition after your weekend activities, you're suffering right now want to hear about them. What is this specific condition? It's 10-pin thigh for me. Uh, Kevin says, hotel bed back. Why are beds in hotels overly soft? It's just not... That's a really good point. Anytime I stay anywhere that isn't my own house, I get a bad back. Yeah. For hotels and stuff like that, he's got a point. Gina says, photography thigh. Uh, due to having to crouch down so I'm level with my dog's eyes. I think she's a animal photographer, <laughs> or it's just a bit weird. Neil also goes on to say, you're not meant to be doing a 5k run up to the lane, pick up the ball and throw it. Uh, so, getting a little bit of a critique of my action. You were there, Neil. I've got 147, mate. All right, come back to me now. 812... You slaughtered Rocco, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, he had bumpers up as well. Sunday roast bloat oh. is what Prisha's got. Uh, made a thank you roast for her father-in-law yesterday. Still feeling it 24 hours later. Uh, Laurie says, little finger chafing from holding my phone and the case rubbing. Workplace injury. She's doing that thing where, you know, you curl your little finger underneath. Yeah. Sit your phone on top, rub a case, it chafes. You just wonder what is going to happen to our hands in 200 years' time, how, how we'll evolve because of holding phones. Will it be thumbs? Will we still have... Will thumbs have such primacy? Oh, no, actually, no, it's, it's normally, like, no offence to mums. It's normally mums that text with index fingers. <laughs> in a leatherette case with a little bangle hanging off the end of it. <laughs> Uh, Lou, tell us, what is your specific condition? Crafter's corns on my fingers. <laughs> Crafter's corns. Flipping out. Tell us what that's all about. I like to do paper crafting as a hobby. Right. Well, obviously, you're using scissors and rulers and die-cutting machines and lots of paper. Right, and that gives you corns on the fingers, does it? <laughs> Crafters corns, yeah. What was the what was the last thing you made out of paper? Uh, the last thing I made was a um, a tag for the swap I'm doing. A what? You know, like a gift tag. Yeah. I made a massive one of those in a Valentine's theme. Oh right, I was thinking like a, like a rabbit or like a bear or something that you might make, not like a just a tag. Well, no, but you you decorate it into a specific theme. So basically, by making oversized gift tags, you've given yourself corns on your fingers. <laughs> and and, and splits, paper cuts, yeah. Oh, it's getting paper worse. Too. What's the next thing on the list that you're going to make then? What's the next thing you're going to do? Um, a calendar. Well, wow. Yeah, I mean, I urge caution. If, if a mere gift tag is giving you corns, I dread to think what's going to happen with a calendar. Yeah, but this isn't just any old gift tag. This is a Lou gift tag. No offence, Lou. You're, 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 doing, you're working with paper, right? So far you've done a gift tag and you're going to do a calendar. You're not reinventing the wheel. No offence. <laughs> Excuse me. But <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Come on, you've got to make some animals or something. you got to, you know, go that extra bit for people. Do you know what I mean? Wow them. Well, if you looked at my stuff, right. everybody, you'd be wow. All right. Well, we'll get a song and we'll have a little look. Yes, we will. And you rest those corns. I will. 
Thank you very much. I've got special cream for them. OK, that's enough. Dinner time. Bye-bye. <laughs> uh, we're sending sympathy to Rich in Chessington and anyone else who is suffering with a very specific uh, condition right now. I've got uh, ten-pin thigh after the weekend. Uh, he's suffering with darter's knee. How has uh, that even worked? Well, he says he, he played a competition on Saturday and his knee, quote-unquote, killing me from having my weight on my front leg for that long. Come on now. Dart, see, if you think about it, yeah, you know, your Dart Smith, just there like that, you know, they're all over that, that front knee, aren't they? And that's what's giving him chip. It's what he says, Dart's knee, you've got to, you know. Do you need to take up a new hobby, mate? <laughs> Someone's texted in to say karaoke throat, I can get with that. Any form of, <laughs> any form of loud talking, even now, right, even if you talk in a pub, Yep. Got no voice the next day. It's true. The game's gone. Very yeah. quickly, in yeah. case you, you've misheard Richie, he's not doing any temping work. He has actually been bowling. <laughs> There's been a bit of that. Cat, <laughs> uh, what are you suffering from? I have got drawing pin thumb. Drawing pin thumb. Please explain the situation. Um, so I redid all the notice boards. Um, and so firstly, my thumbnail hurts like hell from yanking out all the drawing pins. And then the pressure of pushing them all in. It's, it's distressing. It really is. Where are you working with notice boards with um, uh, pins these days? Um, so I'm in an NHS hospital. So uh, they're all behind um, locked shields. So we are safe. Don't sure. worry. I don't think it's ever going to happen in our line of work. And I watch a lot of true crime drama, so I'd love for it to happen to us at some point. I'd love to put pins into one of them boards. Yeah, yeah. And then you string to yes. attach cases together. Yes. Do you do that in your line of work? Are you attaching things with red string? Um, I'm not, but um, our whiteboards, I have got special whiteboard tape. Oh, to, uh, whiteboard to, to grid them out. Oh, yeah. Love that. But hey, look, we're going to sympathise with the drawing pin thumb. I've always, I've always been slightly queasy with drawing pins. You push those things in. It's always been my fear that the top is going to come off that pin. It's going right yes. through your nail. Oof. Yes. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not the only person that's thought of that. That must be a phobia. There must be some kind of actual phobia out there. But pin that is. Pinophobia. Pinophobia. That'll work. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> Stay strong, Cap. Awesome. Thank you, guys. I- I'm still hobbling around in the studio with uh, with ten pin thigh, <laughs> getting very little sympathy from my uh, remote control friend over there. Uh, Poppy, tell us what is it you are suffering with? I'm suffering with a double whammy. I've got florist shoulder and the florist hand. Tell you what, I hope you're a florist. To start with. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you get them then? Well, I've been working hard all day, all weekend and making bouquets for customers and overuse of the secateurs, which has given me a painful thumb muscle. So, so the secateurs for the hand I can kind of get, but where's the uh, where's the shoulder coming from? Flowers aren't overly heavy. They're not, but you have to hold them up to make them into a bouquet and it's the muscle at the base of your neck that gets all tight. Wow, who'd have thought it as well? One other observation about pe- people who work in florists as well, it's freezing in there. I don't know how you guys put up with it. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm, I'm never cold, so I'm fine. OK, which bit of the north are you from, then? Um, I'm in North, I'm in Mould, North Wales. There you go. There you go. I'll take that. I'll take that as north. <laughs> no problem. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. I've got a controversial opinion that I'd like to express on the show. Mm-hmm. Like, it takes a minute to express it. Uh, I may get shouted down, which is fine. Uh, it's to do with gender, which oh. is it's a, it's a tricky situation. It is. Uh, like I say, I may get shouted down, but uh, my opinion on this is purely based on science and the things that I've seen with my own eyes, OK? I've noticed that my other half, Katie, frequently accidentally sits on the TV remote when we're in the middle of watching a programme and annoyingly rewinds it. OK. 
So I thought, it's maybe just a Katie thing, but she does it a hell of a lot. You're in the middle of a programme. She'll either sit on the main TV remote and then go on to, like, a, a satellite channel on the normal telly, like, free view that I've never seen before in my life. Yeah. Like, Spanish bullfighting going on. You think, what's, go- what's channel 389? And then you've got to find your way back to the satellite remote and the channel and what button is it on oh. the TV remote. It's, yeah, it's a bind. It's a source. You're hitting source, yeah. you know, That's four it. or five HDMIs yeah. later. You're back frustrating. At least. It's very frustrating. Or she'll just sit on the Sky remote and then scan right the way through to, like, uh, you know, like 989 or something. But you love her and you get on with it. I love her, love her to bits. She's an amazing, amazing woman. I'm very lucky to have her. So I thought maybe it's a Katie thing. Then her sister Hannah was visiting from Northumberland over the weekend. She sits on the remote accidentally three or four times. Right. Rewinds right in the middle of four or five different programmes. Oh, dear. Panic attack, trying to find where the remote's gone. Yeah. Now... I'm thinking it might be a gender thing. And again, I don't want to get into any trouble about this and not start like a, a gender war or anything like that. I'm just going to put it out there. I think girls have a, a, a predisposed to sitting accidentally on TV remotes <laughs> and accidentally rewinding live TV more so than guys are. So when you said this was a scientific observation, it was it, it's from this scientific observation over the weekend. Yeah, I mean, if you've, you've ever seen anyone in a high-vis vest who's, who's made a note on a bit of paper about how much traffic's gone down the street, yeah. they're just saying what they've seen with their eyes. It's a scientific one? observation. Scientific yeah, yeah. observation. OK, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've not got any paperwork, but given a couple more weeks and a few more visits from Katie's family, I could probably get a dossier out there. I'm not looking to rip apart your findings. Fine, thank you. I'm, I'm open-minded, as I'm sure, and I hope everybody is listening to what you're saying. Please be open-minded, Bats, please. Could I equally say that it, it, it might not be a gender thing, but what you may have noticed, the other pattern that I'm seeing, is it could be a genetic, it could be a family thing. Maybe Katie and her sister, their family, yeah. are predisposed to sitting on, sitting on remotes, and it's, it's not a girl thing. It could be the Sigorskis. It could be. The Sigorski family it thing. It could be. A couple of people have just tweeted now saying it could, they're putting forward their animals as the people that keep sitting on... Well, that, that muddies the water. Doesn't it? Yeah. They haven't said what gender the animal is. <laughs> <laughs> You're really going with the science thing, I'm So, look, in your house, right, just, just as it, by means of science, this hour of the show, who, out of everyone in your house, more often than not, is the one that sits on the TV remote? <laughs> 8, 12, 15. I'm sorry, I think it might be a gender thing. I think girls do it more than fellas. So, your scientific observation, we're pressure testing it. Uh, this is interesting. Katie, not your Katie, right. a different Katie, has tweeted. She says, I'm a fellow Katie and a fellow accidental rewinder here. We use the PlayStation to stream things. I definitely end up leaving the video or rewinding constantly. <laughs> Maybe it is a Katie thing. Could that would be, if you've just discovered this? Wow! Front cover of Time magazine yeah. next month. This face. Yeah. Delilah says my husband does it every flipping time. Okay, fair enough. I mean, we're going to get the odd anomaly, I think, with these results. Uh, Bob in Edinburgh says, our wee chihuahua girl mouse hits the remote about ten times a day. You're going to have to read that one a second time because I'm not sure I've understood who it is. Apparently their little tiny chihuahua girl mouse hits the remote accidentally ten times a day and rewinds live TV. So it's a girl dog that's called Mouse. I don't... It, there's a lot to pick out there. I think we need... We need. <laughs> I don't know how you mark that down in your findings. Let's just put that as, uh, I don't know, N-A. Uh, Annabelle would like to uh, confront your theory. She oh, texts, yeah. I propose it's not the issue of women sitting on the remotes, but men unable to put remotes on coffee tables or sofa arms and instead putting them on the sofa seat. That is the origin of the problem. Uh, Libby says, yeah, maybe it's because women get up more to make lazy men cups of tea and stuff. Like I said, I don't want to start a gender war. No, it's not what you're doing. It's yet. about science. 
science. And speaking of which, in the name of science, we've got Rosie on the line now who would like to admit something uh, to do with science. Rosie, what would you like to say? For science, I definitely uh, sit on the controller more, for sure. Wow, OK, so you're, you're coming on home time this evening to put your hand, hand up and say, as a female, you do accidentally sit on the remote more than anyone oh, else yeah. in the house. Yeah, definitely. My boyfriend would say the same. Rosie, I mean, it's re- really brave of you to come forward. Thank you so much for speaking up. <laughs> um, do you think there's any reasons why? What could, what could you put it down to? So I reckon I'm more likely to sort of sit next to my boyfriend and snuggle up to him, right. which is where he's placed the controller. That's a good point. Um, so you, is it, he's less likely to come and snuggle up to you, which is unfair, I guess, isn't oh, it? <laughs> I don't know whether it's unfair. I think um, that's just the way we work. I don't snuggle up, like, massively. I do, like, lie across the other side of the couch, which could be equally be where the um, controller is. So it's where I Rosie's backing away from coming across as needy on the show there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why does he... Surely he should come over to you now and again. No, it can't always be you going over to him. Oh, no, definitely. He, um... He... I, only the other day he came up and gave me a good snuggle and I was like, yeah. Okay. Um, but he, he didn't he didn't turn off or switch the controller. <laughs> so, okay. um, so when he comes over to snuggle you, he doesn't accidentally sit on the remote. That's what we're getting at here. Yeah, or it might be me who just nudges the PlayStation controller with my elbow and that's just enough to, you know, throw the whole thing off again. Well, I think we're in the middle of like one of those Robert Winston psychological programmes on television right now and we're really making some great ground. So, Rosie, thank you so much for speaking up. We really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. Uh, now, Danny is, is kind of backing you up with, with two observations, uh, but what muddies the waters is one of them is his, his dog, Ruby. OK. Uh, overtly, obviously, uh, a female dog. It's a Hungarian Vizsla, says Ruby does it a lot. Also says his wife does too. <laughs> They're big dogs, aren't they, Vizslas? They, they are. They, do you know what? They're gorgeous dogs. My brother's got a couple of Vizslas. They are gorgeous, but they are. They are big, energetic dogs. Just having looked at it online now, if a dog like that sat on the remote, I'd just leave it there. So, <laughs> happy rewind, that's fine. <laughs> oh, we've debated gender. Is it pets? Is it people called Katie? We've got Simon on the line. Who does it the most in your house? Who does it in my house? It was my, my children mainly do it while I'm watching um, live sports events. Give us an example of when your kids have done it, and, and please name them. So uh, it was Finley and Ethan. Finley, my youngest, did it during the England uh, Cricket World Cup, the T20 World Cup, uh, and he rewound uh, the TV during the Super Over. Just so about to win. Uh, yeah, and he rewound it just on the last ball. Brilliant. Are you talking about that World Cup final a couple of years back? That th- yeah, That's right, the yeah, one yeah. that it happened during? Yeah. Ethan, my oldest, also did it recently during the uh, Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton uh, <laughs> He's got form, isn't he? Your lad. Yeah. He's got form They've for doing it. Four. Indeed, they have. <laughs> I think when there's a big sport on telly, you need to have some kind of shelf that the remotes are locked away and so your kids can't go anywhere near them. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Isn't it brilliant, Bush? I hope you agree with me on this. Despite all the advancements in technology and all the video games and all the virtual reality headsets, the enduring attraction that is 10-pin bowling. Love 10-pin bowling, isn't it? It's just the most fantastic thing. It reminds me of like pure, um, like someone's birthday when you're like in your early teens. 
we're mid forties, right? And and when you look over our lifetime, the only the, the only two developments in the world of tenpin bowlings are the scoring screens. I remember used to having to go on Brighton Seafront and having to have a piece of paper and a biro and score as you went along. It was still fun then. Uh, and then so it's the store the scoring screens, uh, and then the gutter thing is coming up as well, so that the kids can play and all that kind of stuff. That's the only two things that have changed in about forty four years. Do you know the weird thing is though, right? Still to this day, and I know you know they've advanced in technology and safety and health and safety and all that kind of thing. Anyone else still get that little panic when you put your fingers into a bowling ball that's a bit too small that it might get stuck forever? <laughs> definitely, definitely. Okay, let's uh, canvas some more opinions on uh, Bush's scientific theory here, uh, Bobby. What do you make of it? Well, I'm definitely, I'm definitely one hundred percent with him. It's definitely a woman thing. My missus and my daughter. Whenever they're watching TV downstairs, they sit on the remote and you could never find them. So you could never turn anything back to what you're watching. <laughs> and you miss some big programmes. Like, and it's something that happens during like live sport or the reveal at the end of a reality TV thing or something, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Especially when football's on, that really... Oh, that does my head in. It would be the responsible thing for me to question here, Bobby. Are there ever any occasions when you have sat on a remote? <laughs> no, because I never had the remote. Ah, no. We're getting to the crux of the problem here, I think. Yeah. The only time I had that remote is when I'm on my own. OK, and we don't want to go into what you watch then, do we, Bobby? Trust me, that's a different story. <laughs> right. OK. <laughs> Bye, Bobby. Bye-bye, Bobby. Cheers. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. I've been an exciting day with the news of the uh, Teenage Cancer Trust gigs at the Royal Albert Hall, and uh, here to talk to us about it, Rock Royalty, is Sir Roger Daltrey. How are you, Roger? Yeah, good, thank you. How are you? We are good, good Roger. This uh, this must be a day that you've been looking forward to for a very, very long time. Uh, line-up announced for the Teenage Cancer Trust back at the Royal Albert Hall. I'm absolutely amazed, because if you'd asked me whether it would be on two and a half months ago, I would have said, well, I can't tell you. And even up to six weeks ago, I only had about three artists for the whole week, and we can now announce that we have seven days of concerts for the Teenage Cancer Trust. Let's just go through the lineup then. Ed Sheeran, Liam Gallagher, Youngblood, Madness, uh, let's not forget The Who, an acoustic set from The Who. It's just, it's got all bases covered. It's as good as we could do this year. Um, but The Who are doing acoustic because we want to keep our costs down because most of our musicians in our band these days are American. So we decided we're going to do an acoustic night, which will be a bit different, something new for the fans. And of course, the costs will be next to nothing and we'll make more money for the charity. So that's that's where we are. And all the other bands, I can't thank them enough for their support. Um, 2020 would have been your 20th year. Obviously, you know, that's not happened and neither did 2021. But it still would have been the 20th year of the gigs and the events at the Royal Albert Hall. Are you still going to try and mark 20 years of this in some way, shape or form? Uh, well, this is the 20th year. But, you know, I'll be just kind of a bit shocked to be going back to work. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, I don't, we won't be doing anything special. I mean, on our 10th year, we did 10 shows. I don't think we'll, we'll do 20. <laughs> Very happy to have the seven. Uh, in terms of getting people like Liam Gallagher to, to sign up and Ed Sheeran, is that, is that a phone call from Roger Dolce? Is it an email? How does it work? It was with Liam. It was, it was his wonderful wife, Debbie. who had, Liam was on tour with us in America. We did three Hollywood Bowls with him. The last gigs The Who did live he supported us at the hollywood bowl and i called him and he was on they were on vacation in mauritius i thought well i've got to give it a try and i called up and i got debbie his wife who's his manager and she said we'll try and make it work so i just said well 
it would be great if you could. And phone didn't ring three days later, and they're on the phone saying, yeah, we can do this. And, and the same with Ed Sheeran. He's been there so many times for me. Fantastic. Well, Roger, I mean, we really enjoyed working with you guys when we did the 24-hour jukebox, and um, it's it's no surprise when we were meeting uh, some of the young people uh, and hearing some of their stories that um, how much you've been thinking, oh, I don't know whether I can pull this off this time. It's no surprise to us that people say yes, because it's a fantastic charity and it's it's amazing work that's uh, being done. And uh, good for you for keeping plugging away. Looking forward to them. I just want everybody to have a good time. You know, we've had so many miserable times in the last two years. Let's everybody start to get out and get back to normal life and have some fun. Absolutely. Well, listen, the fight back begins here. Roger Dolce, thanks so much. OK, guys, have a great day. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. So there's the podcast. Richie asked a very important question at the beginning. Who are the people that are eating the salads out of uh, Indian restaurants and uh, the celery in Chinese takeaway? That's right, aromatic yeah. duck. Uh, there might Maybe maybe we're going to get loads of emails now. Maybe there's lo- tons of people out there that, that have it. Do you know what I mean? Well, I, I think we could be, which is why we've been in touch with the Absolute Radio IT department, and we have increased our server capacity uh, for the emails uh, to be marked celery after this episode. Do you know what, as well? I'm going to throw another one in, in our little survey list. Who are the people who are having dessert? at an Indian restaurant. Um, you are you're joking me. I have had... To, I oh, have my <laughs> word. I've never seen anyone order a dessert in my life. <laughs> if you're talking about, like, those ones, you, you know in some of them you can get those penguins. Looks like a plastic <laughs> <laughs> plastic penguin's got vanilla ice cream the in it. The ones that are made for kids, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that.